Hi guys, it's John here. It is November 13th, 2021. Well, it's been a while since I have recorded anything, and that has been really frustrating. Now, <laughs> there has been a lot of really interesting astrology going on, and there's a whole bunch of things I want to talk about. Let me see where to begin. Um, first of all, I want to, you know, we had this uh, Mars square Saturn, and it, this happened to be occurring both globally and for me personally at the same time. That is, I'm an Aries rising, so um, Mars is my ruling planet. And uh, that period of time when that was in orb, you know, within two degrees orb was like incredibly frustrating, just maddening. Now, it's actually funny because there was a lot of anger coming up in me during that period of time and it's still there, but not as bad as it was. And the whole time I was kind of like going like, where is all this anger coming from? I was just in a pissy mood. But then I just talked to a couple friends in the last 48 hours. And uh, I had no idea that other people were experiencing the same thing. But they were telling me that they went through just periods where they were just like furious. And for no necessarily apparent reason. And so that gave me some comfort that it wasn't just me that was going through that. But I also sense this sort of out there on the collective. And, you know, we're, we definitely seem to be going through some kind of really weird purging process. And, you know, I'm, I remain fairly aware of what's going on in my head and what I'm experiencing. I, I, I'm always sort of maintaining some perspective on what's coming up for me. And I don't think I've ever been through anything like what this late, this energy of late has been. It seems to me that there's this, like I said, really deep purging and clearing going on and that a lot of this stuff has to be cleared out so that later on we will be uh, in a better state. And that's kind of a good segue into one of the primary things I want to talk about. So, you know, uh, this happened just because of work and reality and stuff, I just have not had the any peace or quiet or opportunity to sit down and record. And that also was like extremely frustrating because there, all this stuff kept coming up into my consciousness. And then of course I would see other people talking about the, almost exactly the same thing, like within a few days. And I'm like, well, you know, that's what I wanted to talk about. Not, not that I own it or it's my possession or anything like that. It's just that there's a couple things came out of that. One is that I realized that I'm a lot more clear cognizant than I thought I was. And that's interesting uh, because I always kind of knew I was clear cognizant, but I don't think I realized to the degree that I was. And for many years, I've kind of been looking for, you know, some kind of voices. And I do get those sometimes, but, you know, on a, on a more regular and direct basis, you know, instructional voices, you know, you know guides or whatever that I could chat with. Um, to sort of fill me in on what's going on, more sort of psychically. Uh, but I just have this knowing about things, and it doesn't come to me through words or images most of the time. I just know things. And, you know, there's part of me that doesn't trust that, but yet at the same time when I look back at my life, I realize that I was like way ahead of the curve on a whole bunch of things, Which, and I've mentioned this before. But that's my clear cognizance, and I have to sort of learn to trust that. So, you know... As when I f have more opportunities to sort of sit and record and stop what I'm doing and just do this when it comes up for me, my plan is to just allow myself to express that at whatever comes up. Like, for example, 
Well, here's an example. China, U.S., right? And for years now, I've been really kind of alarmed and disturbed about, you know, the growing power and influence of China, uh, not because of their race, of course, or anything like that, nothing to do with that, but just because of the way they handle their population. Um, and they're not democratic and, um, they are becoming increasingly powerful on, on, in many different ways, economically, militarily, and they certainly have a a very significant population and they don't, they tend to have a very aggressive posture with other countries. Um, they are not, uh, they are not, uh, they don't hesitate to throw their weight around. Right. So that kind of makes you nervous. Well, I've been seeing this coming for years and I have on my own personal Facebook page, I've posted that, you know, aside from climate change, one of the biggest threats to the world right now is China, because can you imagine living in a society where you didn't have freedom of expression or the government, you know, told you what you can and can't say. Um, and you know, they have, uh, they have, uh, uh, they have done some very brutal things to some ethnic minorities in that country, and they're still doing them now. Now, here's where this gets really interesting, because the U.S. is is about to go through its Pluto return. It's coming exact, uh, uh, coming up beginning in 2022 and into exact. It's already kicking in, but it's it's going to really intensify. Um, and I see this as a this whole situation with China as a direct failure of capitalism our capitalism, at least as it's been practiced in the West. What happened was you had all of these, um, uh, you know, very powerful and influential uh, corporate powers who uh, wanted to basically outsource all of, a lot of their production to get away from more expensive labor in the United States. Uh, and so the, uh, I believe it was under Clinton, they relaxed the, the rules about, you know, uh, export uh, exporting production and, Um, so this was all motivated by greed, of course, because they wanted to increase their profits. So what happens is, is that over time, because the Chinese are not stupid by any means, they basically start, uh, taking all of that income, the, the vast amounts of money and resources being poured into their country and then shipping goods back to the developed world, you know, mostly consumer goods and building factories and means of production from everything from computer chips to, you know, automotive stuff, whatever. And now uh, what's happened is that they have used all of that, all the profits from that to, uh, and they're investing very heavily in in very advanced uh, military technology. Um, And uh, they also have vast amounts of money, and they have also been sort of stealthily going around the world and doing deals with de- other developing countries uh, to sort of solidify their place and influence in those countries, mostly through debt. Um, and so now what has happened as a result is that one, American manufacturing got completely hollowed out and shipped overseas, which really hurt you know, the middle class and the working class in the, in the United States dramatically. And even more importantly, the U.S. has undermined its geopolitical power, uh, a superpower position, by basically financing the development of a direct competitor who now is probably going to be soon, if not already, on a par militarily with them with a very far-reaching influence. So this is like probably going to be historically viewed as one of the dumbest 
geopolitical failures in human history where basically you create just because of greed american corporations and business elite powers within the business sector uh took down took america down from its privileged privileged position which it had been in since the second world war as the dominant superpower on the planet a democracy you know it has democratic issues right now that's all related to the pluto return but like i said you know this story is just beginning and i saw this coming years ago um i you know we all buy stuff now it's all made and manufactured in china um, their means of production is far more advanced now than pretty much any other country in the world. Um, if we look at supply chain issues right now, well, the whole frigging economy is dependent on, you know, computer chips and other products that are made in China. If, for example, you know, the supply chain was completely severed, the West would be at a complete loss without all of these goods and products and services. It takes years and decades to build up the means of production to do things on a large scale. And so effectively, the greed, you know, where they set, they put their own interests aside ahead of the countries, and I'm sure people within the military and uh, intelligence agencies within in the United States know exactly what happened. But, you know, business and profits dominate all, right? And now there's another component to this, which I've talked about before too, which is that, um, you know, the the carbon footprint of of all of this, producing all of these goods in China and then ship, ship you know, shipping raw materials over there and then uh, in many cases, and then shipping products back around the world and just-in-time delivery and all that stuff is like through the roof. So not only did uh, America undermine its own geopolitical privileged position, um, they've also contributed very significantly to the climate crisis, which is something that we are going to be grappling with for centuries. So, like I said, I have zero doubt that, well, first of all, like I said, th- this story is just beginning uh but I have zero doubt that in the history, historians will look back and say, this was basically a self-defeating act by a global superpower. America could have maintained its its leadership position probably for at least decades longer if it had not um, opted for the uh, short-term material benefits. Now, that also, I think, is uh, a statement about American philosophy in, in general, uh, it's the same thing with you know healthcare and um, environmental issues and uh, uh, income disparity. America suffers from all of these things because it places a very high value on materialism as opposed to the collective good of the citizenry. You know, and this, so there's this, there's this it has this very uh, strong streak of individualism where the rights of the individual supersede you know other people's rights and so forth. Uh, now. I'm Canadian and our society is, is a little different and, and and significantly different in that regard. Um, we have socialized medicine and uh, we we don't have the levels of income disparity that you do in the U.S. We don't have, um, education is more broadly available to wide-ranging people. We don't have as much, you know, people, like we do have street people, there's no question about it, but I mean, I've in my business trips to the States and stuff, which were many, uh, I saw things that just completely blew my mind. I saw scenes in the U.S. that looked like uh, what you would expect to see in third world countries who were in uh, 
very dire circumstances, which to me was shocking. Okay, so I'm not bitching about the U.S. There's a lot of great things about the U.S. Um, but this, I think, is all relates to the U.S. Pluto return, which is something else I want to talk about. So that's that's the whole China situation. But that is huge because, you know, we now could be in another sort of Cold War or heading in that direction, which just who the hell wants that? Like nobody wants that stress and anxiety. And nobody can tell the Chinese what to do, you know. Um, they could crush the United States economically simply by, there's all kinds of ways they could do it. Um, and like, let's not kid ourselves. Now, here's another thing. If the American dollar is no longer the reserve currency uh, or the dominant currency on the planet, is reserve the right word? There, there is a term for that. Um, I'm just ad-libbing this. But if if the U.S. loses its status as being the dominant currency on the planet, that's like a death nail really. That is a huge strategic advantage for America. And uh, given the growing might of China and the fact that there's like 1.3 or 1.4 billion people there, um, you know, uh, we're talking four times or five times the population of the U.S. This is kind of scary. Okay. So I don't know how it's all going to play out, but that's that. Now the U.S. Pluto return, I also want to touch on, but I want to do it in a very simple way because I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about this. And to me, it gets too complicated. So if you've stuck with me this far, and I'm not even sure how long this recording has gone yet, um, the gist of it is this. Pluto is all about, you know, dealing with the darkness, the the hidden, the stuff that's beneath the surface, the things that kind of rule us or dictate our experiences and our lives, but that we often don't see. So typically it's related to things like trauma. It could be early childhood, could be past life. Uh, it could be fears. It could be could be things that just we don't typically allow to come into our consciousness right so when we go through significant pluto transits pluto will dig in and dredge out and bring up into our conscious awareness aspects of ourselves that are typically often dark uh, because they're they're dark because we don't want to look at them or acknowledge them and it'll it'll put them in our face uh, often through our experiences in reality um, so that we confront those things because we can only evolve and advance once we've done our shadow work, right? As long as those things are ruling us, what's in our subconscious, you know, we are really sort of in a victim state. And ideally, and ultimately, we want to be totally in control of our own reality. And so that's Pluto's basic role. Now, it can be very challenging because often, like I said, you, you these things can be scary, they can be dark, they can be upsetting, uh, they can be things that we have deliberately yeah, hidden from ourselves and from others. And so, you know, when, when, when it becomes visible, you know, that can be quite disturbing. And if it's really deep stuff that you're, that's really deep in your subconscious, um, it can be just upsetting because it can kind of make you feel like you're going crazy because you don't know where this is coming from. And even, uh, it even can extend, I think, into past life things that we are completely unconscious of on a usual, on a normal day-to-day -day basis. And so Pluto will, will, you know, uh, will bring these things to the surface so that we have to confront them and deal with them and heal them and resolve them. And if we look at what has been going on in the U.S. for the past few years, now Pluto's a very slow-moving planet. It takes 248 years to orbit the sun. So its transits are, are years long, you know, and they, they wax and wane in intensity. Um, the more precise it gets, the more intense it gets typically. But if we look at what's been going on politically and socially in the United States in the past few years, 
and how friggin' crazy it is. Like, like from the outside, the rest of the world kind of looks at the U.S. and goes like, holy crap, you guys are going nuts. Like, you're losing it. Like, you've got all of these people just acting in, like, really crazy ways. Um, and there's this incredible polarization that's kind of a... Because uh, Pluto is extremely intense. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got a lot of people who are just not, like in touch with reality anymore they're living in like alternate realities of their own fabrication or desires and so you know the roots of this would be things like uh, slavery and uh, racism and xenophobia and um you know disparity <laughs> poverty all the 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 fact that you know, there's repression of voting rights and all of those kinds of things. This is all abuses of power, and Pluto deals with power. Pluto is power, right? But if you abuse this power, you you basically usually typically get bitten really hard. You know, it comes around at you, right? So all of this dark, unresolved stuff that was never really dealt with before in America is being brought to the surface. The whole world can see it. Um, and America at this point in time is like right in the middle of it. So it doesn't really have a lot of perspective on itself and it probably won't for years to come. Like I think in the future, say a decade from now, people will be looking back at this period in time going like that was crazy, but you know, it allowed us to overcome and heal a lot of the things that had really been plaguing us and that had been swept under the rug for generations right? So, okay, chills right now, strong chills. So this is a cleansing and a purging, um, and it's ultimately healing. But when you're in the middle of it, it, it can just like literally look insane. So that's what's going on. So, you know, uh, the, the, the thing is though, with, with intense Pluto transits is that if you're in the flow of that energy, um, and you're willing to look at your dark side and you're willing to actually do something about it and not just look at it, but actually make changes. It can be incredibly liberating and empowering. If you're in resistance to a hard Pluto transit, and this is one of the most intense ones, a square would be very difficult as would the opposition, but we're talking about the conjunction where Pluto comes back to the same degree that it was at when the country was formed. Um, uh, if you're in resistance to that energy, it'll kind of blow up somewhere or somehow, right? So you will like, cause that energy is so intense. It needs to express itself. And if it's not done in a healing way, it'll just, it'll come up like, uh, it'll, it'll come up by blowing up things. And I don't mean like that literally, I mean that figuratively. So you would have, you know, for example, like in the worst case scenario, you would have the country break up and some states might leave and form, you know, their own country or something like that. That would like the dissolution of the union would be the worst case scenario. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I don't think it will actually at all, but I'm just trying to point to, you know, how this can go. So there's a large percentage of the population that is very much in resistance to actually even admitting that some of these really uh, deep issues are actually exist much less that they need to be dealt with, like that there needs to be social justice, for example, for all people and, and that there needs to be, you know, healthcare for all and that there needs to be good education for all. 
uh, and that there needs to, you know, that the poor people, you know, people who are on the low end of the income scale need to be lifted up and that, you you know, we shouldn't have trillionaires, you know, and billionaires who hardly pay any, if no taxes, which is just effing insane. I'm sorry. I don't care. It's nuts. That is so stupid, right? So you've got, you know, all these people getting paid like minimum wage. And yet there's some people who are walking away literally with tens of billions of dollars. It's, it's nuts. So, uh, so that's what's happening. Uh, Pluto is bringing up all this darkness, this, this stuff that's just unjust and that has never been healed or dealt with in the history of the country. A lot of it's rooted in when it was formed. And so this stuff is going to get purged and healed or it's not. And then there's going to be something, (laughs) something really, really dramatic will happen. Um, and it'll be just a complete failure. Now, my example talking earlier about China is is a good one because that's a consequence of stupidity. I mean, you know, that's that's business and corporate interests putting their needs ahead of the very nation itself and the people of the nation, the welfare of the nation. And now you have this situation where, you know, your lunch is being going to be eaten. I mean, it's so dumb, you know, it makes sense from a purely materialistic perspective, but from a geopolitical or strategic perspective, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And like I said, I think in history, it'll be viewed as one of the dumbest things a superpower ever did. And there haven't been many of them. Um, you know, um, other ones like Russia, you know, f- fell just because it was a house of cards. But this is kind of like a self-undoing or self-undermining. Um, and that is... It's, it's just pointing out how that unfettered greed, um, the price of it. So, um, and also, um, the country has lost a lot of its credibility in the eyes of the world, you know, in, in recent history, just because of the craziness politically and socially. Uh, so that's not that that can't be recovered and other countries are experiencing that too, but not quite to the same degree, I would suggest. Okay, I took a little break there, and then I realized that there's a couple other things I want to say about this. Now, one of the interesting things about this uh, recent period in American history is that we have seen, and this is validated, uh, this interference going on, you know, mostly on the part of Russia, but by others as well, to sow division amongst the population. And so as a result, you have this country involved in this very intense sort of navel gazing. And I, 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 I hesitate to use that pejorative, uh, but it's also wrapped up in its own stuff that it's going through, uh, that it's not really paying attention to what's going on and around the world. And of course it's enemies or those who are competing with it are probably just wringing their hands in glee, watching this unfold, all the, this political and social dysfunction because it 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 creates this opportunity for them to continue to take advantage and of uh, of the situation and china plays a very long game they're thinking decades ahead and uh so while america is is wrapped up in its own you know and a lot of it is just pure idiotic dysfunction um you know uh their uh their adversaries are making hay like crazy uh, so that's another thing I wanted to throw in there, um, it, uh, that there's kind of like this being asleep at the wheel. Now, uh, another thing I've been wanting to say, and I want, would like people to consider 
is is that if if I was a Machiavellian idiot or or maniac, uh, if I was intelligent but just really evil, um, and I would uh, seek to infiltrate both political parties, both of the political uh, dominant political parties in the United States, and though and the ones on the periphery as well, and but I would do so in a way that nobody knew that I had infiltrated them. And I would subtly influence the inner communications and strategizing and um, uh, within those parties to sort of undermine, with the agenda of undermining the country itself. So, you know, a really good spy will never be even, you will never even know that they're there. It's only the useful idiots and uh, those who are not very skillful or adept who uh, get caught. And I've actually seen this uh, happen myself within uh, sort of uh, uh, social justice type organizations where, you know, there's all this strange infighting and, well, the Green Party here in Canada just imploded for this reason. And, you know, if if you were really smart, you could easily sort of fabricate those situations to undermine that organization and the people involved would never even know it, right? So while... Well, everyone is fixated on what we see uh, in the news and all the stupidity. Um, it's we're not paying attention to the real things that are going on that are undermining democracy uh, and the in, in our privileged state or status. That's another argument I want to put forward. Uh, I see a lot of people paying attention to the faces. Um, and the idiocy that's presented on almost a daily basis, but never really focusing on like who, what's going on behind the scenes that is fostering this kind of nonsense. Um, and that's a mistake because the adversaries in this case are very intelligent and very sophisticated. Uh, so um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. This is just common sense, right? This is, this is part of the spy game and, you know, uh, if, espionage that's been going on you know forever um like i said the the really good ones just never get caught and they're never even known so that's another those are a couple other things i wanted to tack on here anyway that's that so there's some food for thought